Welcome. You are about to listen to a life-transforming and change-evoking sermon by Pastor Boahima of the Makers House Chapel International, Hope Arena. We know for a fact that you will be blessed. Stay tuned. Reason 
God brought you into this assembly. Fortunately or unfortunately, in God's kingdom, there's only one way to do well. It's not the ways of the world. The world will tell you that the way to do well is to save money, be stingy, invest every pesqua that you get for yourself. In fact, don't take care of anybody. Take care of yourself. That is the world's way. The world may even encourage you to cheat every now and then so that you can do well. It's the reverse in the kingdom of God. So no matter how uncomfortable it is, if you will key in into this covenant of prosperity and well-being, I have to teach you how to do it. That's the only way. Last week, we had one avenue of giving, which is mandatory. Today, I teach you another way. It is not either or. It is a requirement for you to do both. But the good news about what I am teaching you today is that it will not only let you do well in this life, but it will also enable you to store wealth. you on a journey for you to save your mortality. You know something? The, the, the highest you can go in this life may be 120. But some of us, we've even prayed that God should not take us beyond 90. For sometimes you look like an animal. Seriously. When I die, my poster should look like me. Sometimes you see the picture, they have to add a picture of a younger version of the person. Because why? Why would you stay on this earth for 100 years doing what? So granted, maybe you want to be 100. Give or take, God will give you 100. But that's it. Whether you like it or not, you will exit this life. That is one thing you always need to be conscious of. This world, we are just passing through. It is not our final destination. And if you sit here and the enemy has made you think that there is no heaven, then unfortunately, you are a fool. Why do I say that? Because Jesus did not mince words. When he talked about the hereafter, he said, I am going to my father's house. There are many mansions. I am going to prepare a place for you. He said, this world is only a journey. But when you are done, you will be judged by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And you will spend eternity with Him. So if you are dressed up this morning, dancing, shouting, singing, and you think that life ends when you die, you are very mistaken. Personally, you know what I say. I would rather err on the side of caution. Because no one has gone and come back. So we can't even be sure whether it's there. Me, I believe heaven is there. But I will be stupid to take a gamble and say that it is not there. Only to die and realize that it's there. What will I do? Lazarus met with a rich man. And the rich man was saying, you know what? Can you send somebody to earth to tell my brothers that Medin Kwasiasem, I made a mistake. It is real. Heaven is real. Hell is real. And God said, it's too late. 
the, the, the prophets are there to speak to them. Wahima is on the pulpit sharing with them this morning. Pastors are talking all about. If they won't hear them, then even somebody rising from the dead to go and tell them will make no difference. So today, hear it now and let it sink in. There is heaven. There is something called eternity. That is life hereafter. When you breathe your last and you go, some of us have prayed the way we want to exit this world. I will be an old woman, silver hair. I will bath, put powder on my face, comb my hair. No, I don't want makeup. Comb my hair, fold my hands, be singing some hymns, and then I'll go. Me, that's my prayer. If you won't pray about yours, it's your problem. I don't want accidents. I don't want stroke. I don't want any of those. I'll die nicely. In fact, before then, I'll call all of you and wish you well and say goodbye. And then the next thing you hear, Wahima has been called home. Amen. Can you say an amen? Yes. May it be so, according to my wish. So we will die. Face your mortality. It's real. It is real. You will die. Turn your Bibles with me. Ecclesiastes 2 4 to 9 and 18 We will also turn to Matthew 6 19 to 21 Matthew 25 34 Ecclesiastes 2 And it's quite lengthy but bear with me 4 to 9 From verse 4 And this is the, the wise king Solomon speaking This man had seen all Done all, been there, done that He, 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 was, he had done everything he was wise because God gave him wisdom. And he said this at the time he was nearing the end of his life. I made my works great. I built myself houses and planted myself vineyards. I made myself gardens and orchards. And I planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made myself water pools from which to water the growing trees of the grove. I acquired male and female servants and had servants born in my house. Yes, I had greater possessions of herds and flocks than all who were in Jerusalem before me. I also gathered for myself silver and gold and the special treasures of kings and of the provinces. I acquired male and female singers the delight of the sons of men and musical instruments of all kinds from Arabia. So I became great and excelled more than all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also, my wisdom remained with me. Now look at verse 18. And that is what I want you to know. Then I hated all my labor which I had toiled under the sun. You know why? Because I must leave it to the man who will come after me. And who knows whether he will be wise or a fool. Yet, he will rule over all my labor in which I toiled and in which I have shown myself wise under the sun. This also is vanity. Turn to Matthew 6. 19 to 21. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, 
where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. And this is Jesus talking here. Also turn to Matthew 25 from verse 34. Then the king will say to, and this is Jesus again talking about the parable. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in? Or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, Inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these of my brethren, you did it to me. In fact, I can stop preaching right here. But let me go on and speak a little. Life on earth is short. Interestingly, we spend all of our waking life fighting, toiling, backbiting, cheating, working hard. Every part of our life we spend amassing wealth, amassing possessions that one day They should bury him in a hammer, a jeep hammer. So they put him in the jeep hammer and went to, I don't know how they dug that grave.
I was like, even you to do what? To do anything you want to do. So as I preach to you right now, somebody is making their mind that me, whatever you say, I won't give. I won't give to a pastor. I won't give to somebody. Me, I haven't finished taking care of myself. Why should I? Yo, make up your mind. You know yourself. Make up your mind that you mind me. But you know what he said. He said, if you fail to heed to this message, then moth, rust, the thief will come. You know it's not literal. Moth, when and who moth that? Do you know what moth is? Eddings. You, you may even say that, as for this one, now I keep money in the bank. So what thieves are going to come? So it's not literal. Jesus was talking about a parable to them. And if you know parables, he's just using stories to teach them spiritual lessons. In those days, let me give you a, a, why he was saying that. In those days, one of the ways to see that somebody is wealthy is in the attire that they wore. So when the poor person is coming, you see it in their clothes. When the rich people are coming, you see it in the way they are dressed. They will have a tunic under it. They will have a robe on it lined with gold. A and because of that, the rich people used to, to store a lot of this because they need to show that they are wealthy. And the poor don't even have something to cover them. And once they begin to store up, sometimes moths, they get into your clothes and they eat at the pieces of the clothes. So Jesus was saying that, picture this. If you don't give, I am going to bring spiritual moths into your life. These moths will chew at your fabric, your covering in life, the thing that protects your nakedness. So one fine day, you will wake up and you will realize that some disgrace that is facing you if you don't find some journalists and pay them money to hash their story, you have no idea. What the, the shame that the enemy will bring to you, it will be almost as if moth has eaten up your clothes. It is as and can be pretty. Moth has eaten the back of my trousers. And I don't know. So every time I turn, you see it. And it's a source of shame. Spiritually, what Jesus is saying is that if you store up the wealth, you just continue to buy clothes, you continue to buy shoes, you continue to take care of yourself only, God is going to bring a certain shame in your life that you will not even be able to wear those clothes that you have bought and go into public. Haven't we seen some wealthy people end up in such shame that their wealth doesn't even matter? You find some wealthy people one fine day, their children are caught doing cocaine. And you are asking yourself, all this money that your father has, why do you need to do cocaine? Moth. Spiritual moth. That moth will bring shame. That moth will bring disgrace to your life. The second thing is rust. Rust, all of us know rust. Metals rust. Okay? And in those days, they will erect high walls, high metal walls around their homes, even around the city, as a source of protection around them. 
you remember Samson one day was angry and he went and he took hold of the gates of the city. Entire thing. And he went away with it. Mm -hmm. When rust gets onto those doors, it eats away. You know how rust works. When something in your house is rusting, after a week you clear it, a part of the thing is gone. So ultimately, your protection, your source of cover is gone. What Jesus is saying is that if you fail to give, then the protection around you is gone. Woe unto you if the protection of God around your life is gone. You are easy prey for anything passing. Diabetes, it will come and greet you. Accidents are going, it will say hello to you. When the protection of God around you is gone, your money cannot save you. Haven't we seen rich people who end up not even benefiting from the wealth that they have toiled for? Because you know what? The protection of God is not around them. So they are subject to anything that the enemy throws at them. Jesus is saying that when you commit to a life of giving, giving to support his work, giving to men and women of God, giving to the poor and the destitute, then he's going to raise a wall of protection around you. He's going to raise pillars of protection around you. He says, as high as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so will I raise walls around you. Because his protection will cover you. No rust can attach you. So if you are here and you realize that things happen to you anyhow, check your giving. Finally, he said the thief will break in. Who is the thief? The devil. He's the ultimate thief. He comes for three things. He comes to steal. He will steal away your joy. He will steal your peace of mind. He will steal your resources. He will steal your business. If he doesn't steal, he will kill. He will kill your dreams. He will kill your children. He will kill your businesses. He will kill anything that grows around you. But worse than that, maybe sometimes he won't kill you. Sometimes he won't steal from you. But he will destroy you. That is the sad part. So you are walking in this life. Where will crank it? I'm telling you, for some people, where will crank it? There are people who are walking around and, and, and it's like they hear voices. So nice girl dressed nicely, but as an ugly boom, you, you know, be, because they are hearing voices. The, the devil, when he decides to destroy you, it's not funny. It is not funny. Jesus is saying that if you don't give, what you are doing is that you are taking away the protection of God over your life. You are giving the enemy access to your life to kill, to steal, and to destroy. If you don't give, you are calling shame onto your life. So if I were you, even though I am looking for the rewards on this earth, and the reward is that he will bless you, he will cause you to have running over and shaking and, and, and brimming over in your life. The good news is that it's not just for this life, but he will also cause you to store treasures in heaven, in eternity. Some of us, when we get to heaven, 
you will enjoy some people too will struggle even as near for it will be sad for eternity why there's too much reason to give there's too much reason to give and I've given you avenues that you can give and I'm saying it's not either or so you can't say that I've given to the poor so I won't give to the church or I've given to the, the work of God so I won't give to the, the men of God that God is using You get there's a prophet's reward there's a reward for giving to the poor there's a reward for giving to his work some people I pray all the time for them because they remember me when they get something sometimes it's very small for me the amount doesn't matter it's the thought the thought that I stand here before you every Sunday and so you remember that alone makes me when I go on my knees I remember some people I don't remember them at all this one is give and take you don't remember me I don't remember you finish draw draw no, why should I remember you if you are not remembering me? Abraham said to his son, go and get me venison and bring it to me. And after I have eaten, I will bless you. So maybe you don't need my blessing. God will bless you all right. As for my blessing, you invoke it when you remember me. It's as simple as that. I won't mince words because I won't be telling you the truth if I do. So all of that counts. You give your tithe. You give your offering. You give to the poor. You remember widows. You remember the destitute. You remember people in prison. You remember your pastors. You remember his work. That is why God will also honor his side of the bargain and bless you. Because if God doesn't bless you, how are you going to do it? But interestingly, it starts with you making up your mind that I want to give. That I want to give. One of my daughters told me this morning that we spoke about something and she said, I will give something to this person. She didn't have money. Somebody visited her in the evening and gave her 2,000 Ghana cities. She pledged to do 500. The person said 2,000 Ghana. Just the thought that I want to bless someone like this. It opens their if you continue being stingy, thinking of only yourself, your children, the houses you want to build. You have one house, you want two houses. You, you eat rice and stew. You want it to be jollof and fried rice. All of the time is just about, and the enemy will give you reason to think about this house. But if you tell yourself that God is blessing me as a channel and a vessel, so that I can be a blessing to other people. So that I can support his work. So that I can... There are some people that give to support the work that you are doing here. Sometimes, you are talent. You are talent. Because the person is writing an amount, and you know that is all they have. Or that amount is so big, that it will be difficult even as a pastor to give it to myself. But some people are doing that. The widow's might was all she had. But she grabbed it. Don't wait to have a lot. The little that is in your hand, start to give. 
have to give to somebody who has it well done. You are saying, who to be a sema? child's play. But sometimes you think you are suffering so much. Hear the next person's story. And you realize that you, you are in heaven. There's always somebody who has it worse than you. So whatever God has blessed you with this month, the opportunity is for you to give. And when you give, he knows that you are faithful. He knows that when he gives to you, you won't become a hoarder. You won't think about just yourself. But even more beautiful, you lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. In that place, there is no moth. There is no rust. There are no thieves that can break in. It's a beautiful story. And my prayer is that all of us will tell ourselves that we become givers. In our own small ways. It doesn't have to be big. Sometimes it's just to say three oranges that you take to somebody in the hospital. That's it. Maybe it's just lunch that you buy for a little child who is in pain. That's it. Maybe it's a minuscule step you have that you can touch and share with somebody who feels it is that. Maybe it's your child that needs to be vaccinated for herpes or polio. Maybe it's that small amount of money that you have to give. That's the way to go. You know when you heard it, it was so fresh.